Shalom, shalom, and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer of Faith, living life in the spirit. Thanks for joining with me tonight uh, in this midnight hour. Hallelujah. We're just getting organized here. Um, uh, as we just get set up, it's taking us a little bit longer than usual. Um, you saw us come on live earlier. <laughs> We're just setting things up, and I uh, didn't realize uh, that we clicked on live. But anyway, here we are. Let's spend some time in the scriptures together and uh, just uh, uh, give you some updates on what's been going on today. As many of you know, I've been posting throughout the day on social media, just giving people updates on the events that are taking place because... You know, I spent a bit of time this morning on the BBC and just listening to what's going out there in the UK and what people are hearing. And I could not believe, well, well, of course I can believe uh, the type of stuff they're talking about, but the deception in the media, the way that they are portraying things is unbelievable. And uh, just also exposing the agendas of what's going on with potential ceasefires and also the communication of the nations and how they are communicating with Israel. And it's been very disappointing to see uh, the White House's response and uh, the defense uh, ministers' counterparts in Washington, um, their responses to the bombing that's been going on in Gaza today. You know, as, as we all know, we know that Israel is defending uh, its citizens against terror attacks and we're going into Hamas, and we're surgically removing them. And uh, I made a post the other day on the 160 fighter jets that were involved in dropping over 500 bombs in the space of about 35 minutes. Um, that was on, was it Thursday night? And that really caught Hamas by surprise. Uh, Hamas uh, said there was 150 people missing. They have not shared with anybody the results of what's taken place. But Israel's report, they believe that they took out between uh, three and 400 uh, terrorists in that uh, bombing mission over those 30 minutes. So it really is quite incredible what's taken place. The biggest concern that we have right now is not so much... Uh, um, what's happening with the missiles coming in. It's the riots that's going on across the nation. Uh, even in our area right here, in the towns around us and in the main roads uh, coming out of Kasaria, Israel, you just, we're just you know, 31 miles from Tel Aviv, uh, from the center of Tel Aviv. And, you know, these roads, you've got uh, Arabs and Jewish rioters. And what they're doing is, you know, you've got Arabs looking for Jews, you've got Jews looking for Arabs. And, uh, you know, Arabs are throwing stones at uh, cars if they think they're Jewish people in the cars. And, you know, the whole thing is about lynching. And I know sometimes when we think of the term lynching, we think someone is being hanged. But really what's happening is they're dragging people out of the cars and they're stoning them. And uh, they're, you know, beating them up pretty bad or killing them. And that's happening uh, right now uh, this evening uh, around Zikron, Yakov. We've got an Arab village on one side, Zikron on the other. There's uprising there. There's... Uh, Roads blocked on the four up the Carmel Road. Um, there's uh, riots going on and uh, all this uh, fighting and burning of tires and uh, throwing cocktails up in uh, Haifa. 
Jaffa, Lod, uh, and just the cities all over. You, you know, you can hardly name all the cities where these things are happening. Uh, it's just people taking into their own hands, uh, you know, how they're going to start dealing uh, with the Arabs or the Arabs, how they're dealing with the Jews. <coughs> it's out of control, you know. Um, I just saw a report tonight in Jaffa that, uh, you know, the Arabs were throwing cocktails into this house thinking it was a Jewish house, and it was actually an Arab home. And right now there's a there's a young boy critically uh, uh, injured and uh, with burns, uh, fighting for his life in the hospital right now in Tel Aviv. And, you know, it was discovered, they thought it was Jewish extremists, and it was discovered not, it was Arabs thinking that they were throwing cocktails into a Jewish home, and it was, in fact, an Arab home. So we've got Arabs who are dying through uh, the the missiles of Hamas. Other events today that I've shared, you know, there was a bomb that landed in uh, Samaria area in an Arab village, and uh, it destroyed or, or hit a property there, and all of the people come running out, and, and you see the videos that was posted on social media, and they're all praising and rejoicing uh, and, you know, screaming for Hamas. You're awesome. They're not upset. <laughs> They're not, like, throwing curses on Hamas. What do you think you're doing? You're hitting our town. They don't care. They're just so pleased that Hamas is firing upon Israel, and this is the attitude that's going on right now. We've got a lot of healing and a lot of work that needs to get done, and we've got to be in that place of prayer, standing in the gap to see a mighty move of the spirits. And as I was uh, pressing in tonight, I didn't really want to start early. I've been in prayer tonight, and, you know, Hamas said uh, that they were going to start firing on Tel Aviv uh, between 10 and 12. They started firing on Tel Aviv uh, about uh, 10 past 12. And I was outside just uh, walking in the garden and just praying. And uh, you could hear the Iron Dome interceptions or bombs landing, whatever it was, just 31, 32 miles from here. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of huge fuds going on as missiles were being intercepted. And I still haven't seen the report of what was taking place uh, like 50 minutes ago. I'm sure some of the news channels will be up to date by now on uh, some of the results of what's taken place. So, you know, it's been a busy day, and I shared a, a video this morning or at lunchtime today just how people are acting within our area, um, and it really, you know, it's quite surreal. You know, you're just, like I said, 30 miles away from people running, screaming. You know, people were on the beach in Tel Aviv today sunbathing, and I, I saw a picture uh, on uh, social media of the beach deserted after all the sirens went off and the beaches are being evacuated. Everyone just left their towels and all their stuff on the beach and they're all running for their lives to get cover. But who in their right mind would be going to the beach in the middle of a war? And, you know, sometimes you think just how uh, Israel responds uh, to these bombings and these events. They do try to live their life as normal and here in Kasaria. You know, people are in their pools, they've got their music on, they're relaxing. Uh, from what I heard, there's over 500 families from the south that are actually living uh, in this area right now. Uh, they're living with other families in this area, uh, escaping uh, some of the dangers of Sterot and Ashkelon 
just uh, to give the family some rest at that time. So that's really quite amazing what's happening. But, you know, with everything that is so close to home, it's so important that everyone is, uh, you know, educated with an understanding of what's going on. You know, this afternoon it just so happened that we had an app on our phones uh, for Haley's parents, for ourselves, so we know where everybody is. And Hannah recognizes that uh, Haley's parents are going off to this park on the, you know, a Hadera park on the other side of uh, the, the chimneys, if you know the area. And it's a place where all the Arabs hang out on a Shabbat. They were going to go there and walk their dog. And, you know, we just got a call out to them on, ti- on time to say, look, you know, you cannot be going out of this uh, town to those types of locations. This is not a safe time to be going out. And you certainly don't want to be in a park in an area of isolation uh, with the turmoil and things that are going on now. And they were able to turn around and come back to our place. But, you know, people are not quite uh, taking on what is taking place. How's this going to escalate? What's the next steps going to look like when you realize that they have missiles that they can fire from Gaza to Alat, you know, they can fire up to 300 miles. They're threatening to start firing on Haifa. Uh, they're threatening to hit the uh, gas rig, which is just a few miles offshore that we see from uh, our window here. And they've shut down the gas rig right now to make sure that there's no production going on and that everything's protected. So if they do get a direct hit, uh, we will not have a disaster uh, in the Mediterranean uh, with uh, chemical leakages. So that's good. So anyway, a lot going on. And through all of this, it's so amazing to see how many people are standing and praying for this land, praying for us. And, you know, I really believe it's important that we update people with the information of what's going on. Okay, I just want to take a moment to give a shout out to those who are tuning in. Uh, We've got Daisy with us. We've got Joseph. We've got Lisa. We've got Gerda. We've got B. We've got Russell. We've got Brandon. We've got Zoe. Cassandra. We've got Sandy. Good to see you, Sandy. Blessings to you. And uh, who else do we have here? We've got uh, Jennifer as well with us. If I haven't mentioned your name, just put your information in the comments. We've got Christine joining us as well from uh, Western Canada. Thanks for joining with us tonight. And um, anyway, we're just going to take a moment to pray. I just want to share a few scriptures tonight. And, you know, again, as I said last night, our focus is getting into prayer. And I want to encourage you, if you've not been reading our feeds and you are on our social media, if you do, if you are on Bulldozer of Faith Facebook or my Facebook page, you'll see some of the articles that I have been posting on there. Um, you know, Father, we want to thank you for this day. Father, we recognize that this has been a Shabbat without peace in the land of Israel. But we know, Yeshua, you are the Prince of Peace, and we proclaim your peace. Even in the midst of the storm, we rejoice in who you are within our lives. And Father, we do not want to rest when uh, there is turmoil going on around us. When you have equipped us with the authority to proclaim your name, you've equipped us with the ability to stand in the gap and to pray for those in need. 
We thank you, Father, that you have called us to activate our angels. You have called us to be salt and light to this generation. So we pray for an increase of the power of Yahovah upon our lives, that we will be effective in everything that we say and do. And we thank you for this time in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. So anyway, I just want to recognize that some of you are still in Shabbat. So Shabbat Shalom. If you're not in Shabbat, um, Shavuot Tov, as we come into the last week. One more week to Shavuot. We do not follow the rabbinic calendar here at Bulldozer Faith. And the reason we don't follow the rabbinic calendar for the feast days is because in Leviticus 23, these feast days are appointments of Yehovah. And rabbinical Judaism is a false religion. It's a, a religion that lifts the Talmud and the words of uh, the rabbis above the words of Elohim. They have the ability to bring in their rules and to bring change to Scripture. And they change the calendar. They change the timelines. They change the dates. And I posted that uh, a few days ago on social media. Uh, you know, just understanding the last order of the Sanhedrin and what they did. And if I cannot understand why any Messianic believer in Yeshua would follow rabbinical Judaism's calendar concerning the feast times. And, you know, we're not called to uh, associate with the Jewish people. We are called to associate with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and we're called to walk and follow in his ways. And I don't believe we get everything right. You know, I, I believe we're still learning in this journey. But when we get the education and the understanding of the the dates and the timelines and how they uphold Shavuot. Another problem I have with Shavuot on the rabbinical calendar, you know, it's meant to be the day after the normal Sabbath. So that means Shavuot will always be on a Sunday. But here in Israel, this year, it's going to be Sunday night, Monday. And of course, they have two days for Shavuot for those who are in the nations. They carry this over for two days uh, till Tuesday evening. So, you know, look, I just want to encourage you, inquire of getting on the timetable of Yahovah. And, you know, for, as far as I'm concerned, I'm done with religion. I don't really care who I offend from the religious camps. But, you know, we've got to recognize uh, how we are called to walk. And if, if we can go back in history and start unfolding the importance of what it truly means to walk in Torah, can't we understand what it means to be prophetically accurate within our timing? Because what do we know about prophecy? It's this one thing. Prophecy is always about the timing of Yahovah. So if we are moving in the prophetic vein it's all to do with timing. So we cannot be doing Shavuot on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Friday or a Shabbat. It has to be on a Sunday or the first day of the week, the day after the normal Sabbath. So anyway, that's me just having another one of those rants. Hallelujah. Because, you know, look, this this is how we get free. It says the knowing of the truth sets you free. So anyway, uh, we're, we're on the timetable right now. 
where, uh, what day is it? I can't remember. End of Saturday, end of Shabbat. So we're coming in the first day of the week. So uh, tomorrow evening, depending on where you're watching from, I'm in, uh, it's 24 minutes past one in the morning. So tonight, uh, Israel time, they will be at the end of Sunday going into Shavuot. And like I said, it's an affront for us to be following a system that goes against the scriptures. And, you know, that's all I want to say about it. You know, why do I follow the sighting of the new moon? Why do we want to have uh, a calendar uh, cycle on the way that we do things is because I'm looking at how things were done when Yeshua walked the earth. Because one thing I know, he is the Passover lamb and he died on the correct day. You know, he didn't die on the wrong day. He died on the Passover. Hallelujah. Well, anyway, let's go to Proverbs chapter 3. And, you know, I'm going to read in in verse 1, but really I just want to get to verse 5. But I just want to read from verse 1. My son, do not forget my teachings. And this is what's important. Don't forget the teachings of Yehovah, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. So there's something about keeping his commands. We're not keeping rabbinical Judaism's commands. That's why if you're a messianic believer in Yeshua, Yeshua, it's not Messianic Judaism. Why would you want to connect Yeshua to a false religion? Judaism is man-made. It is not. What did Yeshua say about Judaism? He made it very clear. Your father is Hasatan. Why? Because you are not recognizing me. If your father was Elohim, you would know who I am. And just how you have treated the prophets of past, that's exactly how you're treating me because of who your father is. Now, you know, this is not, I'm not stating anti-Semitic statements. How are we going to win the Jewish people to Yeshua if we embrace their false religion? Yes, you come to Yeshua if you're Jewish. You don't lose your Jewishness. But one thing we do need to lose is we need to lose Judaism. Because Judaism's foundation is built upon the Talmud. It's not built upon the scriptures because after the destruction of the temple in AD 68 to 70, you know, there was a dilemma with the Pharisees and Sadducees. There's a whole big problem opened up. They couldn't do their sacrifices. They couldn't do their temple orders. Everything was in a mess. What are we going to do? How are we going to live? How are we going to function? And they had two choices, either make up a whole new religious system or believe and accept that Yeshua truly is the Messiah. That was their two choices. And what was the choice that they took? They decided that they would rewrite their own new religion and they would base it on the foundations of the Talmud. Many times when I'm speaking to the religious Jews, just as they take out of Torah portions important key passages concerning the Messiah, when you speak with many religious Jews, they have no understanding uh, to the foundation of, uh, you know, the, where the Messiah is or, or the, the Messianic scriptures within the, the Tanakh, or as some call the Old Testament. So as we start to open up those scriptures to them, it's the first time they're ever hearing them. 
They're, they're even looking at it in Hebrew on their phone and they can't believe I watch people weep as they read Isaiah chapter 53. Who could this possibly be? Who is the one who came on a donkey? Because today there's no one, well, maybe you might get the odd person riding up to Jerusalem on a donkey, but if they were, no one's going to be looking at them. They're not going to be singing Hosanna to the son of David, are they? No, but when Yeshua came up, And he made that glorious entry into Jerusalem. Scripture was being fulfilled. So we see the scripture being fulfilled and it's so important. So what do we have to do? We've got to get Judaism out of our faith and walk in the truth. And, you know, for some of you, you might find that offensive. And, you know, you just got to get over yourself. Go back and start studying the history of Judaism. I love uh, a lot of the work of what One for Israel do here in Israel. They refute The whole foundation of Judaism from a messianic perspective, it's amazing. They start to untangle it. They start dealing with all of the flaws of the oral Torah and uh, the damage that it is doing to stop the Jewish people seeing who the, the Messiah is through the scriptures. It's powerful. It's amazing. You know, I've got so many testimonies of ministering to Jewish people uh, and their excuses on what they say and how they cannot inquire of Yeshua. One guy, when I was on a a plane flying to London, uh, I'm just, you know, up the back, they're all doing their stuff, you know. If you've been flying to Israel, they go up and they do their prayers and everything, they're doing their nod, and I go up the back and, Shari Masataka, I start praying in Yeshua's name, I start proclaiming, hallelujah, and they're looking at me, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm I'm praying, hallelujah, I'm following the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. <laughs> and it opens up conversations, and this one guy that I was speaking to, you know, I uh, was uh, a, um, a jeweler in London, and as we got talking, you know, I said, look, why don't you consider Yeshua of Nazareth? Why don't you look to him? And he says to me, oh, you know, we can't look to him. If we did, we would be cut off from our family. We can't even be seen to even question, could it possibly be that Yeshua of Nazareth is the Messiah. We can't even question that because our rabbis will shut us down. They'll kick us out of community. Our families will uh, disown us. You know, they'll have a funeral for us if we ever go down that route. And I said, look, well, what's your problem? Why don't you just go on your phone and start doing some research? Oh, he said, I can't do that. And he takes his phone out. He said, I have got a special stamp of the rabbi on my smartphone, you know, that I can't browse and and do all these different things. I'm like, really? He says, yep. He said, this is my, uh, you know, my kosher phone. And then he laughs and he says, but you know, I have another phone in my other pocket. He brings out another phone. And I said, oh, I said, so you're just a heathen. And he looked at me. He's like, what do you mean? I said, you're a heathen. You don't believe in Elohim. You don't believe that God exists. You don't believe in your own religion. You don't even believe in your own rabbi. That's why you've got two phones. So you're just a heathen. You are without Elohim, completely without God. You're in complete rebellion. If you believe that God was real and your religion of Judaism was real, what are you doing with two phones? So the very fact you're walking with two phones means you deny the power of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob according to Judaism. 
I said, so you've got every right now because you're already a sinner in the eyes of your faith. You're already disconnected from your faith, the very fact you have two phones. I said, so now you can go on the internet and you can study and research and inquire, is Yeshua of Nazareth the Messiah? And I said to him, I just want to tell you, just ask Elohim, pray, say, God, if Yeshua is the Messiah, show and reveal uh, him to me. And, you know, I said, when you do that, your eyes will be open and you will not believe the things that he will show you. So we want to be people that are following the commandments with all of our hearts, not forgetting the teachings, but keeping his commandments in our hearts. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. I'm reading from Proverbs chapter 3. Verse 3, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Here's that word faithfulness. You know, we've, you know, if we believe something, can we walk with it? You can't speak out of both sides of your mouth. We've got to be uh, real with ourselves. If you're not real with yourself, you're a fool. If you are deceiving yourself, you're a fool. And, you know, just repent right now and recognize where you are. If you're living two lives, stop it in Yeshua's name. Repent and Teshuvah, come back to who the Father has called you be to be. Come back to his word uh, so that we get uh, to the place of understanding in the Spirit. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Don't forget that faithfulness, the importance of faithfulness. Bide them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. You need to memorize the scripture. You need to meditate on the scripture. That's the only way you're going to get it on the tablets of your heart. And what does it mean to have the word on the tablets of our heart? It means that, you know, out of the overflow of our mouth the heart is speaking so if you're putting the word in you've got something to say and that's what we need today we need a people with something to say and instead we have believers that are saying i just have nothing to give i have nothing to say i have nothing to do let me tell you something if you will choose to meditate on the word day and night you will see the life of the spirit come alive you will see the ruach hakodesh ministering to you and you will never be the same you will see the prosperity see prosperity is not about money it's about walking in the fullness of elohim so we want to do what with love and faithfulness who is love yeshua is love hallelujah and faithfulness they'll never leave you bind them around your neck write them on the tablets of your heart then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of elohim and man praise the name of yeshua i look i want to have a good name before my creator before you know look I don't care if man likes me, man agrees with me, you know, or even approves of me. But I want to be right in the sight of Yahovah. And I also want to show the love that the Father has given to me so that I can show that love to fellow mankind. Here's the key verse in verse 5. Trust in Yahovah with all of your heart. You know, what does this mean to trust in Yehovah with all of your heart. It says, lean not on your own understanding. What does that mean? It means that you have got to get to that place where you recognize that you are helpless without Elohim. 
You are helpless. That's why we trust in Yahovah. Why? His word is greater than your ability. That's why when we intercede and pray for healing, when we intercede and pray for the assignments of the enemy to be pushed back, it sounds so weird from a natural perspective. If someone's not spiritual and they're listening to you pulling down strongholds and coming against principalities, they're looking at you like you are off your face. Are you a nutter or something? What is wrong with you pulling down strongholds? cursing the devil, all that stuff. Like, what do you think you're going to accomplish with any of that? That's how they see it within their understanding. But from a spiritual perspective, what's the Father saying here? Trust in Yehovah with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Why? Because your very understanding is far too limited for our great God. So if we're going to see victory here in the land of Israel as we're interceding and praying for a breakthrough in the spirit and transformation to come here in the land of Israel, you know, we have got to be bold and proclaim. But if we don't have the word hidden within us, what's going to come out of our mouths? It's going to be so weak. It's going to be misinformation. It's going to be, you know, uh, prayers that uh, are just, you know, uh, from the flesh. It's, It's not going to have effect. But we want to be spiritually minded, spiritually connected in what we say and what we do. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So we're not going to lean on our understanding. But we are going to acknowledge him in all of our ways. Why? I don't want to walk the way of the flesh. I want to walk the way of the Spirit. So, Father, here in the land of Israel, have your way. But I'm not just going to say, let it be, you know, if it be thy will. I want to know the will of Yehovah. What does his will say? You know, I'm in this land for one purpose, to stand in the gap and pray for the salvation of this land to proclaim freedom to the captives, to stand upon the promises of Yehovah and say that Yeshua is the Messiah to this nation. And that's what we've got to do. We have got to stand. So in all our ways, we acknowledge him. So Father, we acknowledge you. We we recognize that even in the midst of terror attacks, we are protected in Yeshua's name, that you will make a way for us through Whatever evil is before us, we trust in you and we thank you that you make our path straight. It says in verse 7, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear Yehovah and shun evil. You know, this is what the devil wants to do. He wants you to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He wants you to see and think and be like Elohim and say, Well, you know, I'm just going to analyze the situation From my perspective, you know, when we've got to get to that place, look, listen, it's okay to weigh up your perspective. It's okay. Because it says in the scripture, count the cost. So that that means identify what's the cost to this walk? What's the cost for me living this life? You've got to count the cost to serve Yehovah. So it's okay. But the question is, where are you going to stay? Are you going to stay from the place of how you count the cost and say, well, you know, this is how I see things from my perspective. But okay, I'm going to lay all that down before you, Father. And this is a a revelation word for someone right now. You're coming to that place. You're reading through the scriptures, but you are trying to box it in to your understanding. And that's a spirit of religion. And I break that spirit of religion. The spirit of religion wants to box in the ways of Elohim. 
but we need the ways of the Spirit. So, you know, you don't have to be offended when people are looking at things from a natural perspective, but don't, uh, uh, you know, camp out at the place of the natural perspective. Say, okay, this is the cost, this is what it's going to take in the natural, but Elohim. So I'm not, I'm going to count the cost. This could cost me my life. This could cost me and make that decision. I'm going to go forth and do what the Father has called me to do. So do not be wise in your own eyes. Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but fear Yehovah. Shun evil. Hallelujah. This will bring health to your bones and nourishment, <laughs> health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor Yehovah with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crop. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will bring uh, brim over with new wine. This is so important. How are we honoring Yehovah? You know, you know how much someone loves Yehovah by how much they give. And you know, in the old days, you might have looked at your checkbook to see how you're honoring Yehovah. If you if you have wealth and you don't use that wealth for expanding the kingdom, who are we? You know, what are we doing? You know, we are called to honor Yehovah with our wealth, with the first fruits. Father, I bless you for what you're doing in my life. I bless you for what you're giving me. How can I sow this out to the next level? And in sowing and in giving, you know, what does the Father say? For those who give, you'll receive good measure pressed down, running over. Your vats will be filled. You'll see the blessings of Yahovah. Hallelujah. Your vats will brim over with new wine. Your barns will be filled to overflowing. Father, I pray you prosper us. You make us prosperous in the natural to be effective for your kingdom. And I pray, Father, that you help us not to be religious, you know, just making sure we give just enough. You know, we live by faith here in Israel, and our focus is not living on the just enough. Our focus is this is what we have right now, and whatever you call us to do with this resource, we will apply it. And, you know, we believe that you are a God who is able. My son, do not despise Yehovah's discipline, or yeah, and do not resent his rebuke, because Yehovah disciplines those he loves as a father the son he delights in. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. So trust in Yehovah with all your heart. And, you know, as I'm saying that, what I'm basically saying in the midst of this scripture, I'm saying that we have got to get to the place where we recognize that that we are helpless. We are face down. Our understanding is so low in comparison with what Yehovah wants to do. Just just say to them right now, I trust you, Father. I trust you. Deliver me from a spirit of religion. Set me free from the assignments of, of, of going with the flow of religious practices. Let them fall off my life so that I can serve you as you have called me to walk. You know, man-made religion, man-made systems. No, I want to follow Yehovah's way. Hallelujah. Walk in his ways. And you know what? If we get it wrong, you know, as long as our heart is right and we're, we're pressing forward, but if, if the Father's speaking to us and we're not listening, then we're moving into rebellion. And, you know, I want to see as many people as possible getting out of religion and making a decision that they are going to serve Yehovah. 
in the book of Mark, you know, one of my favorite scriptures and you know, sometimes when I share this scripture, they're like, see, I told you that Kenny Russell, he's just part of the faith movement. We know where he comes from. You know, what? You know, can we just read the scripture and walk in the spirit? Hallelujah. Um, it says here in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, have faith in Elohim. Yeshua answered, I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Okay, just, you know, trust in Yehovah with all of your heart. Lean not your own understanding. Here's one of those moments from the words of Yeshua. You can't get your physical mind around what I just said from Yeshua in Mark chapter 11. You can't get your head around it. Anyone who says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, so he's not telling you to start the ministry of go cast the mountains into the sea. He's just explaining that the power of believing the word of Yahovah. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. So this doesn't belong to the faith movement. You know, this doesn't. This is not a part of the name it and claim it. We should be spiritual people that are pursuing Elohim. And this is my prayer. My prayer is that we move into a whole new dimension in this war that we have here. And I posted something uh, earlier. I'm just scrolling down to it here uh, earlier today. I just want to read the scripture. I said, I said here, uh, do not be confused on how to pray, but follow the scriptures. You know, how do we pray concerning Hamas and Hamas leaders? Well, I'm praying Psalm chapter 5, verse 10. Hold them guilty, O Elohim, by their own devices. Let them fall in Yeshua's name. In the multitude of their transgressions, thrust them out, for they are rebellious against you. Hamas is seeking to kill, uh, uh, you know, just innocent people uh, for the destruction of Israel. Their agenda, they don't care what it costs. I posted a picture of the Hamas leaders, and guess what Facebook asked me? <laughs> they said, you want to tap and tag your friends in the picture? I'm like, none of these people are my friends. What is wrong with Facebook? Huh? What's happening here with Facebook? Listen, the fighter jet's going over right now. But listen, we come against Hamas in Yeshua's name. We speak the destruction of this terror organization. We come against Islamic Jihad in Yeshua's name. We come against the Iranian regime and their uh, desire to destroy and wipe out the whole of Israel and all Jews. We come against you in Yeshua's name. We speak destruction over you in Yeshua's name. May Yahovah deal with you in Yeshua's name. We can, that's okay to pray that. That's okay. You know, we need these demon possessed people taken care of. And, and yes, I do pray that the Father will bring salvation to their camp as well. I pray that, that many of these terrorists, their eyes will be open. But I'm coming against the assignments of the demonic strongholds within their lives. And that's what we need to do at this time. So I don't hold any hate against any man 
you know, I used to work in the prisons and minister in, uh, you know, one of the most secure prisons in the UK for murderers and rapists. And, you know, some people used to go crazy on me, believers in the faith. How can you possibly go into that environment and minister the love of Yeshua to those people? They just they just deserve to burn in hell, and they've come to faith in Messiah. So I'm not saying that some of these evil people cannot be turned around, but we're coming against those demonic strongholds that they are uh, submitted to and controlled by in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. You know, there's another important scripture I want to read in Luke chapter 6, and I'm going to read this one in closing. It's it's Yeshua, and it's just before he calls uh, his disciples, uh, his apostles to himself. In verse 12, it says, One of those days Yeshua went up, went out to the mountainside to pray. He spent the night praying to Elohim. When morning came, he called his disciples to him, And he chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles. So, you know, what do we see here? We saw that he went out to the mountainside to pray. He spent the entire night before Yehovah. I want to encourage you, get to the place of knowing what it truly means to pray. You know, many times when people hear that there's a prayer meeting coming up, they're like, oh, boy, run, quick, watch the TV. I don't want to be caught in that prayer meeting. You know, we need to be people that know how to pray. Do you know how to intercede in the midnight hour? You know, as we were up here in the middle of the night proclaiming the word of Yehovah, we do it at this time because it's so important, because there's so much evil going on right now. So we push back evil in Yeshua's name. We come against the assignments of the enemy. And in this midnight hour, we proclaim the victory in Yeshua. So we ask you, Father, to protect the citizens of Israel against the missiles that are flying in against our citizens. We ask, Father, also that you protect the civilians in Gaza when the IDF is doing their strikes to take out these uh, terrorists uh, so that they also can be free. And we just worship you, Father. I pray for every person that's tuned in right now. I pray, Father, that you will pour out your Ruach HaKodesh upon their lives, that you will help us deal with the spirit of religion, that which is man-made, and you'll help us come in line to walk in the spirit, to that which is of Messiah, so that we can see your glory. And that's what we desire. We desire to spread the fragrance and knowledge of Yeshua, the Messiah, because this is the hour for salvation, not just for the nations, but this is the hour of for salvation for Israel. And we will preach the gospel and proclaim his truth all the days of our life. And we ask this in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Well, thanks for joining with me. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged as we just spent uh, some time within the Scripture. Don't forget to trust in Yehovah with all of your heart. Come on, say that out loud. Yes, Father, I trust you with all of my heart. I choose this day to lean not on my own understanding. Father, I am acknowledging you. I might not know how or how that comprehension will look, but I acknowledge you in everything that I do. And I ask you, Father, to make my way straight. You'll make my path straight. We worship you, Father. We love you. We just proclaim that we want to be those who walk in love and walk in faithfulness.
Hallelujah. If you've been blessed and encouraged with the message tonight, I want to encourage you, email me, Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com and uh, share with me what the Father is speaking to you at this time. We are going to be on a mission and continually give news updates on our social media just to help people connect because there's so much fake news out there and we want people to know the truth, what's happening from the land of Israel. So I encourage you to share this message with others. Also encourage others to join uh, on Bulldozer Faith. Let me just send you the link there uh, to our social media platform where we post it's right there, uh, buildthoserfaith.com. You can also go to the website. You'll see it above, buildthoserfaith.com. If you want to support the ministry and the work that we do, just go to buildthoserfaith.com. You will see the Give button, and uh, you can give in currencies, uh, all different currencies around the world. We thank you for your support as we use the resources to make a difference for your kingdom. Thanks for watching. Shabbat Shalom for those who are still in Sabbath. Shavua Tov. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow where we'll have our Zoom call at 9.30 tomorrow evening, Israel time. And uh, it's a private call. We'll have time to intercede and pray together. And if you join our group, let me give you the group. Obviously, we need to know where it is. Uh, it's Cross and Point Global Community. Um, here we go. That's the link there. If you, yeah, you'll see that on YouTube as well as uh, on Facebook. It's a Facebook group, but uh, um, if you're on our mailing list, um, I'll give you the link to our mailing list. You'll also get the details for the Zoom call. So if you don't use Facebook, that's okay. Uh, where is the newsletter link? Okay, let me give you that page here. Um, that's the link coming to you right now. That's the link for our newsletters where you can sign up. You can also read our past monthly newsletters that come out at the end of the month. That's when we do our newsletters. Uh, so uh, please enjoy them. But sign up uh, for our newsletters. You'll also get our alerts uh, for the Zoom call and the information will go out 10 minutes before we meet at 9.30 tomorrow night. I think that's 2.30 East Coast time, USA. It's also 7.30 in the UK. It's 8.30 in most European countries. Okay, thanks for watching. Until tomorrow, Shavuot Tov.